0: Jonah chapter 2, reading at verse 1. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, from the fish's belly. What a place to find himself. What a place to pray. The lowest of the low. And he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight. Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters have surrounded me, even to my soul. The deep clothes around me, weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of the mountains, the earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought me, brought up my life from the pit, O Lord, my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord and my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. Those who regarded worthless idols forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pray what I have vowed. Salvation is of The Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah onto
1: dry land. We've been considering the helmet of salvation
0: being not just a mere tin helmet that we would place on, but it represents the person. The work, the entirety of a work that is so vast that we spend our lives ascending its mountain because that is our direction, friends. Eternity, heaven, the celestial city to be in heaven with Christ.
1: And Jonah finds himself in rebellion
0: against the calling of God for his life against the burden that would be to preach repentance, against the word of the Lord given to a people to return to him. And he did not want that message to go out. Lord, just remove them was more his heart. They deserve, their wickedness is great.
1: But no, in the immensity of God's love and compassion for us, And for Nineveh in Jonah's day, salvation is of the Lord. It's far-reaching, friends. It's to whosoever will this morning. Jonah found himself swallowed by this immense fish. But he prayed. He turned to the Lord. And the recognition
0: of the struggle that he found himself in caused him to look to the only one where salvation can be found. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. I will do what I've said I would do.
1: And he recognizes in his prayer, salvation is of the Lord. Our studies have taken us through a whole range of topics and dealings with evaluating each piece of armor that we are called to take up and put on.
0: And I pray that we have measured or taken measure of our own lives and our own hearts in this day where there is many crises, in a day that is calling and beckoning us to take up arms for various causes and various events but there is only one name that we
1: should be taking up and only one cause.
0: The Lord Jesus Christ. For Paul affirmed, I preach Christ and him crucified, forsaking everything else, forsaking any other agenda, but that the testimony of the Lord Jesus would be seen and known in his life. But today, here now for us, is it so evident that we name the name of Christ, that we live a crucified life, dying to self, living to the Lord Jesus Christ,
1: that the person and his work
0: this salvation that we're talking of at the moment, continuing this thought of salvation, this,
1: this immensity That the
0: writer to the Hebrews could not just pass over glibly. But he reminds us in chapter 2 of Hebrews chapter 2. Therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things that we've heard. For so many of us we have sat under sound biblical expository preaching for years, eons.
1: And we've heard, but sadly,
0: the remembrance, what is really required, the the actuation of the word in our life is what seems to be missed.
1: We've gone on to greater and better things. We must give the more earnest heed to the things that we have heard. Why? Lest we
0: drift away. It presents the idea of a ship without moorings, a ship without anchor, a ship that has no purpose. It is just being tossed by the storm, by the blowing and the wind of time and change and and, and the doctrines and the affairs of men rather than being secured in the hope that is in Christ. For if the words spoken through angels prove steadfast. Those who came to Mary, that angel that came to Mary as she, she, this handmaiden, just rejoicing in life.
1: How favoured of God, Mary, you're going to have this incredible adventure.
0: Come on, get on board. The thoughts that would have run through Mary's mind. But yet, we see the testimony of the song that was prophetic of what would, what would
1: uh, remind us even now. My soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit doth rejoice in God my Savior. What does it go on to say? He. Does anyone remember? He has done great things, it goes on to say. And holy is his name. Confronted by this miracle
0: that would take place in her life, that would change everything for her personally, But pave the way eternally for us that the Messiah would come. So the word spoken by angels has been proved to be steadfast, but how much more important is the word of the Lord to us
1: and to our hearts? What will be the
0: result of our failure to heed this word? Verse 3 explains this, this writer to the Hebrews. How will we escape if we neglect so great
1: a salvation? The immensity of this work. The Lord has spoken it the disciples testified to Christ's work and then in themselves
0: because of the very presence and the filling and the indwelling of by the holy spirit they confirmed the word that they received and they declared to you didn't they even that we have been so far off we've heard the same word of revelation jesus saves sinners Jesus died for the lost.
1: So we find,
0: as we looked last time, there's so many things that move us from this incredible salvation. But this morning, let us remind ourselves there are, there are three states, if you like, of this immense work of salvation. We find in Isaiah 45 verse 22, Isaiah 45 22, the call by the prophet Isaiah, look to me, this is the word of the Lord to the people, look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. It sets out plainly that we are saved.
1: Second Timothy 1 9
0: affirms to us who has been saved and who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose, which I'm getting my tongue all in the wrong place. Please bear with me. Second Timothy 1 verse 9, I will read again, who has saved us And called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Here are two scriptures that I've presented that affirm from a scriptural point of view, when we come to Christ, we are saved completely, entirely the term is justification to be applied in a forensic sense, in a legal sense, before a righteous, holy, just, and good God. Because of Jesus and what he has interposed, he has replaced my life with his. He has offered himself the sacrifice instead of me, my life. He has given his life for mine. He has paid the ransom that was due with his blood
1: that my blood may be spared. God the Father looks upon Christ. He looks at me. He looks at you. He looks at Jesus. Oh, the profound work of grace in this immeasurable gift of salvation. But, but friends, we, we are going on to perfection also, aren't we?
0: When we've come to Christ, everything has been dealt with. The old life is gone. We, we are saved just like the thief on the cross who turned to Jesus and says, today, will you remember me? When you come into your kingdom... Will you remember me? He had no time to, to right wrongs. He had no place to try and work and serve and earn any position and favour with God Almighty. No, Jesus' sacrifice was sufficient
1: even for a thief who willingly
0: admitted his guilt and shame. He was deserving of the punishment that was meted out to him by the Roman army. Friends, we
1: deserve the full measure of God's wrath against sin. But thanks be to
0: God, the Lord Jesus Christ has cleansed us and washed us and translated us into his family. All oh, the blessedness of this revelation. But friends, we are being saved as well because we still have this struggle day by day with with, with the old nature, which our, our 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 book that we've been looking through, and it's been so greatly summarized in this armor that we are to put on. It summarizes the place that we sit. It summarizes the state that we are in, and it summarizes the detail of what we must put off before we can put on an armor. We must take off. What are we going to take
1: off? The world.
0: We put off the old man and we put on the new man. So we see in First Corinthians 1 verse 18,18, First 18, 1 Corinthians 1:18, 1, "For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God made real to us today, made evident by a changed life where we can look back to a history of who we were apart from Jesus
1: Christ. Knowing that the assurity of this salvation
0: can't be met or worked out by human effort, or works, but because of the work of grace in our hearts, we are able to say, Lord, not my life. I want your life to be seen. Let me please you with what you give me to do. Let me work And let me serve that the name of Jesus may be honored, that I may bring the glorious testimony of your death, burial, and your glorious resurrection as a light to a dying world, as a light of hope, as a beacon and a refuge that has a foundation that is secure, even in the midst of a storm that blows. That is the essence of what a
1: lighthouse does. Constantly anchored, constantly secured, constantly in a storm, constantly giving light. Not a light of our own, but the glorious light of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Second Corinthians two verse fourteen. Second
0: Corinthians two fourteen. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Is that your testimony this morning? Are you trying to claim the victory for yourself or is it the Lord's victory?
1: Let's be practical here. What about your temper this morning? What about your tongue this morning? Has the victory been wrought in those areas? Lying, cheating, stealing. All aspects of a fleshly life. Things that we are to put off. Or is the Lord triumphant
0: and is setting the standard with his banner of love and grace flying high, leading us In his victory,
1: the victory of Calvary, the victory that
0: has set all eternity in an uproar where they rejoice, seated around the throne of God this morning, rejoicing because the lamb was worthy to take the scroll and open the seals thereof. The lion
1: who is the lamb Spoken of in Revelation chapter 4 and 5.
0: Verse 14 also leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among
1: those who are perishing. We are being saved. The hold of this life
0: has less reality in our day-to-day walk if Christ is the victor in every situation and circumstance. But finally, will we be saved? We, we we will be saved on a day that is yet to be seen by us. Mark thirteen and verse thirteen. Mark thirteen and verse thirteen. And you will be hated by all for the Lord Jesus' name's sake. But
1: he who endures to the end, what will happen? shall be saved. That presents an incredible idea, doesn't it? I'm saved. I'm being saved. I will be saved. John chapter 10, please. John chapter 10 and reading at verse 9.
0: I am the door, Jesus announces. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd.
1: The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. All of these three
0: states of salvation presents continually to us what the writer here is explaining about this portion of armor we are to place on, the helmet of salvation. What was important to us when I I brought the, 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 the at the beginning... There are two main points to be drawn from the imagery of the helmet of the Christian soldier. Firstly, I brought to you the Christian's mind, a battleground like no other. And secondly, the importance of salvation, the work of salvation, the gift of salvation, and specifically, the person
1: who provides us salvation. Who is he? Jesus. So all of
0: these, these two aspects bring us to this place that build on one another, that present to us
1: an incredible aspect that has been robbed from our society. What would that be? What don't they have? They don't have God, correct? It's a four letter word, it starts with a H. Exactly. Hope. Hope that secures. A parallel passage to. The armor please turn with me to 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 The hope of salvation 1st Thessalonians chapter 5 reading at verse 8 But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Putting on
0: the breastplate of faith and love. That bolsters righteousness because we understand our righteousness is not of our own, isn't it?
1: Who does the breastplate represent? Jesus.
0: Who does the belt? What's, what's the belt? The belt of truth. Truth. Amen, says the crest. Amen. Because without the belt firmly established, none of the armour can stay in position. We must have the belt of truth secured firmly. And we put on righteousness, we put on Christ. Our feet are shod with the gospel of the preparedness, the gospel of peace. For it says, how beautiful are they
1: who bring good news, the gospel. The helmet.
0: Salvation in verse 17 of our passage. Putting on the breastplate, it says here in Thessalonians, of faith and love. Without faith, it's impossible to please God.
1: Abraham testified of this. The old covenant affirms this. And now we
0: are invested in the new covenant that is provided in Christ, and if our faith is not secured in something that is so immovable, then we are awash and we are a shipwreck.
1: And we put on a helmet that is the helmet of salvation.
0: Why don't I just entertain a digression just for a moment? This verse starts by saying, but let us who are of the day be sober. So much is is this uh, thought and theme of contrast between day and night, woven throughout the scriptures, it
1: is so important. And it's led me to a passage that
0: has presented Christ, but also the current work of sharing the gospel so so evidently in my heart and mind turn with me to John chapter 9 and verse 4
1: the gospel of John This is said amongst the backdrop of Jesus
0: healing a man who was born blind. And there's a whole uh, controversy that occurred because it was on the religious day, the Sabbath day, and those who have
1: such high piety
0: were looking at Jesus' work and saying, well, this can't be the man who is sent from God. It can't be the Messiah because he doesn't fulfill all the law. Well, exactly what he was doing was fulfilling the law. He was bringing sight to the blind.
1: It even shows that it was to declare the works of God, not that any person had particularly sinned, but more to show the glorious power in his creative capacity to heal a man who was born blind. He went and washed in the pool of Siloam. But verse 4, Jesus explains, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. This has arrested me. Yes, I know it was prophetic of Christ's